Attention listeners, ahead are spoilers. Hello and welcome to The Movie Trap. I'm Russell Carlson and with me as always, Chris Boroff. We're going to sing White Christmas. This is where you say hi. Okay. Also joined with me, as always, Zach Powers. Scared by a Halloween mask. <laughs> and, and, and we're joined. Oh, the movie trap. One person picks a theme and we're joined oh, I'm by. I'm going to get to that. I've got a thing going. I'm okay. Get to okay. That. Okay. Yes, yeah, sir. I, I will get that. Um, <laughs> I will get that. Uh, on the movie trap, one person picks a theme and each of the three hosts picks a movie based on that theme. Each host starts with about 10 points to use a vote for which movie wins the theme. Plus, we even have a chance to increase our voting power by gaining bonus points from each other. Once we've reached all three, once we've watched all three movies, we use our points to vote for which one of the movie wins the theme and the host that chose that movie gets to pick the next theme. Previously on the movie trap, we started Zach's theme of ladies choice significant others uh better two-thirds picking their choices we watched bugsy malone chosen by one shannon camp of zach powers and this time we are joined by chris's lovely wife we call her boref sarah uh <laughs> who has chosen this week's movie 1989's communion and uh so ladies and gentlemen production, with a quick production note Last time, I do believe we ended the episode by saying we were going to watch Fire in the Sky. Um, that was yes. revised between episodes. Yeah, we will explain yes. <laughs> why we didn't watch that one, because it was not good. <laughs> it, it, it was the sort of bad where it's not fun to talk about. And it was one of those things where normally once okay. we pick once we pick a film, you can't just change what we've decided. But in this case, since it's significant others, I was like, we're, there's no real numbers or math going on so let's do something that's fun absolutely uh there's no real hard and fast rules to this in this theme so uh before i throw it over to zach though to summarize uh communion for us uh i mentioned earlier that we have the chance to gain some bonus points sarah if you would like you may give a bonus point for this episode if you so choose to but do not feel like you have to okay. um so just to recap last week's points and where we are with the points uh, Chris Boroff, you have two more bonus points to give, and you are sitting at 11 points for final voting. I also have two more points to give, with only 10 points to give in final voting. And Zach Powers has all three of his bonus points, but has 12 points to vote with in the final round. So, this week, we watched 1989's Communion. Zach, uh, what is this movie the fuck about? <laughs> uh, Communion is a 1989 extraterrestrial drama slash horror, I guess, based uh, on a book of the same name by a guy named uh, Whitley Stryber. It was directed by Philippa Mora. It stars Christopher Walken and Lindsay Krauss. Um, and it is uh, nominally based on a true story. According to Whitley, this is a nonfiction book uh, per per his own words. Um, so put the quotation marks around that. Yeah. Uh -huh. uh, Christopher Walken plays Whitley in this particular film. Uh, he's a weirdo writer. Um, there's a lot of shots of him goofing around and being weird and being Christopher Walken. <laughs> he's having trouble writing his uh, new novel at the time. And he's, uh, he's frequently awoken by sleep terrors. Uh, he's convinced there's someone in the room. Um, sort of almost like a sleep paralysis thing, maybe. Um... Yeah, so he's also terrible at most things like technology and cooking. Uh, for some reason, there's a scene where the firemen come to their house. What it contributes, I do not know. Um, but he and his friends, uh, a lady in an Amelia Earhart hat and a Russian man in a coonskin hat, <laughs> decide to go to their cottage in the woods where their son is briefly scared. And then later that night, most of them are scared, except for the wife who does not wake up when a series of bright lights uh, emit from outside of the cabin and Walken sees a gray-style alien hiding behind the cabinet, sort of hide-and-seek style, mm -hmm. and... It just peers around. Yeah. Uh, the following day, uh, Walken seems to be rationalizing what could have happened, what maybe could have caused it, the alarm system, the moon, the wind, I don't know. Uh, that angers the Russian who decides that they need to cut the vacation short and they all drive home. Uh, a few weeks later at Halloween, they intend uh, a party in their apartment building 
And then Walken is scared by a girl in a mantis masks. Uh, his wife is very angry about this, as is all the neighbors. Um, I don't know why they're... Yeah, we'll get into how angry he is, I guess, later. <laughs> but there really, there's, there's only two modes in this movie. Yeah, uh, I'm going to say right now the relationship seems very hot and cold, where she's either really angry at him or, like, super in love with him, and there's no in-between. Um, yeah, they, yeah. They make he, he a life of passion. It's a lot of passion. <laughs> there's a lot of inappropriate comments about them fucking in front of their son, and they also tell their son Santa's not real at one point. Um, regardless of that, Walken sort of becomes more despondent, though that's mostly informed by their son saying he's sad. Um, and continues to have trouble writing his book. Uh, at Christmas time, they go to the cabin again, um, and he is abducted by some Doctor Who blue monsters and uh, some more of the greys, and they give him a shot behind the ear, uh, and we later learn a rectal probe. Uh, shortly thereafter, he becomes convinced, the, uh, convinced that aliens are in his cottage and... One night he takes a shotgun and blasts apart a plant pot that had one that one was poorly hiding behind, I guess, or maybe not. <laughs> and then points the shotgun and then points the shotgun at his wife. I think there is a bullet sound effect, but he does not shoot her. Um, it, it fires, but it fires uh, like then, into the ceiling. I think it's a near miss, but it's never yeah, but really it's, explained. It, I guess it's a near miss. There's no bullet holes to see, so I don't know what's going on. Um, uh, a lot happening in that movie. It so happens a lot. What is happening? He uh, he, he uh, gets examined for medical problems to see if he has like uh, something wrong with his brain. No, his brain's fine. And then he agrees to go to therapy to see a doctor who's reading a first contact book. Um, she... Specializes in rape slash alien abduction. Yeah, yeah apparently so. Yeah, very clear. <laughs> Uh, there's a series of several times that she hypnotizes him and his wife and they begin to uh, remember things that they had suppressed per the aliens orders it seems like they can mind control the wife to stay asleep when this shit happens Um, Christopher Walken uh, remembers being abducted including a scene where he's hanging out with some props from the movie and a bunch of children in a room um Uh, he gets scared and runs away, and on the bus, he sees a bunch of praying mantises, and then his Russian friend shows up uh, and says that uh, what actually it is is Goebbels, um, the Russian propaganda minister, I guess. Uh, anyways, Walken realizes he uh, he's seen strange stuff since he was a kid, and that his son also knows about the aliens. He's finally convinced to attend this therapy with a bunch of people who claim to have been abducted by aliens. Um, And he learns that sometimes the abductions are passed from generation to generation. Uh, He finally decides to address his problems, so he he dresses up real fancy and goes back to the cabin to confront the aliens, who slap him high five when he gets there. (laughs) Uh... (laughs) He's not kidding. That is that is what happens. But it's also Before hard to know that this is this is this is with the soundtrack of Eric Clapton's Wow Right. Wow. That's right. Yeah, I did not mention time. Eric Clapton yeah, did the same track. Um, right. Yeah, so so the whole movie that everything's happening is this very like nineteen eighties softcore porn yeah. sort of soundtrack happening constantly. Mm-hmm. Uh, the aliens then confront him with a mirror image of himself as a magician. Um, is the assistant his wife or another lady? I wasn't. I, I think couldn't it's quite another tell. lady. I think it is okay. his wife. Oh, is it? I don't know. No, it's another no, lady. It's another lady. We're checking the tape real is quick. Is it another lady? Okay. It, it is another woman. And that's never explained either. So a magician walk in, talks in a bunch of vagaries and seems vaguely threatening for a while. And then normal walk-in wakes up the next day by the highway. And now he's apparently at peace with the recurring alien encounters in his life. Uh, He's come to an understanding with the aliens. um, And that eventually his son will have uh, encounters too, presumably. 
So he and his wife go off to a museum to make out and say pseudo philosophy in front of art for a while. Um, to camera. To camera. Mm-hmm. Uh, he decides his book will be about his experiences with the alien. And he kind of does like a Baba Duke where he learns to live with it and, uh, you know, get get along with the aliens. And that's that's the story of communion. <laughs> I didn't know that was so, how the Babadook ended. <laughs> Sorry for the Babadook, minor Babadook spoilers. It's been uh, like a decade. You should have seen it by now. Um, well, the, the yeah. thing with the Russian, like I kept thinking he was saying goblins the whole time or like boogans or something. He kept talking about it is spooky like, monsters. It's some yeah. kind of folk monster or something, but it sounds exactly like Goebbels, the Russian propaganda minister. Yeah. So he yeah, kept was up, German. Yeah. Or German, I'm sorry, the German Nazi propaganda minister. So <laughs> they don't mind if you get a mix up. <laughs> Little blue fuckers about that big. Then I was a boy, we knew of these things. In the mountains, there were many mines. Strange men were seen, little and tough. They were called kobolds, the people of the lower depth. Talking about munchkins, kobolds. Talking about trolls. Talking about kobolds, leprechauns. What are you talking? Kobolds. I don't know. Trolls or something. I'm talking about something else. Certainly a movie. Yeah. Um, Walken is very. He's given a very classic Walken performance in this movie. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is manic. It is confusing. <laughs> uh, but. Uh, utterly compelling. I can't yeah, explain it. You know, like he's, he, he's just got charisma. He's, I guess, the best thing in this movie. Uh, in in many ways, yeah, I, I would think agree. When he's trying to be like charming, nice dad, it kind of works. Like at the beginning, he seems like a charming, nice dude, and even though he has walking voice, and you know, and then he goes crazy, and he's, you know, he does crazy walking for a while. Uh, this, it's this, inter- it's a fairly entertaining movie in its way. It's it's weird because it's like from that time period in his career where no one knew what his deal was. Like no one knew if he was going to be the creepy guy who did weird movies or if he was going to be like a leading man type. So they had all these shots where it's like sexy walking with his shirt off without realizing that's like this might not be sexy. This might just be strange. Um. And uh, the other thing is that there's a lot of, like, dialogue in this where he kind of does, like, it's it's unclear who's talking or why they're talking or who they're talking to. Like, when he goes to the ship at the yeah, end, like he, that, like, starts, that... when he has, like, the regression thing, he starts talking. And I think it's supposed to be what he's thinking as he's going through the regression, but it appears to just be Christopher Walken, like, sitting in a room of aliens going, like, hey, I don't like you. Go to hell, alien. And, like, when he says the thing about, like, uh, White Christmas, it's a very strange moment. It's a very strange... I don't know what the meaning of that line was. Yeah. I, I, there's a lot of this character's quirks that I don't understand. For example... For example, like, I don't know why he films himself writing... Does anybody? Yeah. Know, do you know anybody who does that? No. Who like, no. I, I don't make any. I can't I make any sense. I assume it's to that. jerk off to later. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe, maybe it's kind of like a Twitch thing. Like you know, people just do stuff on Twitch. Maybe it was like the 1980s version of Twitch, where you just videotape yourself nonstop. I don't know why, man. It's weird. Nothing in this movie makes sense. <laughs> it, it's like uh, the the mono the Monty Python sketch of novel writing, where they turn a writing a novel into like a sports thing right so it's kind of like that like oh and he's he's writing in he was that is that an a a what doesn't make any sense a oh and and it was approaching you know like mm-hmm. it, anyway uh i just didn't there's a lot of weird quirks with this particular character but it's even weirder um is that like the guy who apparently oh, this the guy story, the guy who wrote the book is also is also an, as a executive producer and wrote the script for this movie so he has no one to blame but himself uh this um, guy is a that all of that dialogue was really confusing yeah this guy's an interesting fella wheatley striber i looked him up a little bit i don't know uh, did anybody else 
read about him? I I read about him, but I did a little bit. I'm familiar with his other two films that he was involved with from when I was like five or six, like Wolfen sure. and uh, I can't remember what the, the other Hunger, one was. directed the by Tony Scott, uh, yeah. is based on one of his books. Uh, so beyond that, obviously he claims this is real. One thing that I want to focus on briefly about Whitley Stribler is that he says that he was present. Uh, in 1966, for the University of Texas Charles Whitman Bell Tower Massacre. Um, this claim has been frequently disputed, and he occasionally has said he's lying and then went back to say he was really there again. He accounted for seeing a child on a bike get, like, his head shot by Whitman. No such child was killed in the massacre. So this guy was just straight up lying about being at the Bell Tower University of Texas massacre. That that one's pretty damning. I think claiming that you were abducted by aliens might be slightly less troubling on the scale of things to claim at that point. Um, yeah. Well, wasn't there like a wash of these? I mean, yeah. like alien abduction well, stories in the 70s? Sure. I mean, yeah. there, there was a ton of them. Well, I mean, we almost did like a different one because... So- well, originally we were going to watch Fire in the Sky mostly because it scared me so bad when it came out. It came out, I think I was like 13, and we didn't see it in the theater. My mom rented it because my mom's kind of into aliens, and she read like Chariots of the Gods. And she she lived in Arizona when that incident like happened. So I, I remember watching it as a kid and thinking it was the most terrifying thing I had ever seen and thinking, oh my god, I'm definitely going to get abducted by aliens. So I never watched it again. And then Chris was like, oh, we should we should watch it because it's really boring and you should see it as an adult. Well, it was specifically because she was still scared about the alien section and we were like, you know, this is something like I know for a fact the rest of that movie is not that scary. But when we watched mm-hmm. it again, we found out that it is still disturbing, but not because of the alien thing. It's because it's all the gross it's things. Just gro- it's just super gross. It's like everything that triggers me as being gross. Like, uh, it's only a five minute chunk of that movie. Like, yeah. if they cut that movie down to ten minutes, it would have been the same shitty movie. Yeah. But, uh, so, we're, I don't know, it just, that movie just made the- me angry. It made me yeah. more angry than anything else that I had to sit through it just to see that five-minute piece again that scared me. Yeah. And realize, like, they were trying to say, like, a crime had occurred and there was no legal, like, basis on anything that anything had occurred. Yeah, like, the guy was still alive. He just was missing. Yeah. So, anyway, the thing is, is that it was, we watched that movie and it was really dull and it was a situation where... Um, we realized that it wouldn't be fun to like get into because it's literally a whole movie that justified one 10 minute chunk of that movie. Like, let me just, we'll get back into communion because this one was way more fun and we got more out of it when we watched it a day later. Let me ask you a quick question. If you guys remember fire in the sky at all, do you guys remember Robert Patrick being in that Never movie? Seen it. No. You don't need to see it. Okay, uh, I did not remember him being in that movie. Yeah, he's okay. he's like the main lead. I forgot Robert Patrick was in Double Dragon. I didn't know that one. I'll have to go back and rewatch <laughs> Double Dragon. Right. <laughs> I, he was, yeah, he's also he's like the bad guy in Double Dragon. Oh, that's a that's a that's a chore. That's probably um, more fun. Um, it's a feast for the eyes. That movie is more. <laughs> yeah. Oh well, and and that's why you know communion. Communion is it. I I don't know. It's fun. I think because of Walken. You know, yeah, he's so. Sure all over the place and and it makes it you're kind of going with them you know i don't know where you're going buddy but i like the way you talk yeah you know like it's it's just kind of that way with this movie um yeah i mean like anytime these alien abduction stories happen i'm i'm a huge skeptic all the time about it you're gonna have to yeah yeah there's a lot of yeah ifs on these things and there's There's a lot of probably this of course you know you know the classic conception of the grays as aliens was i think created by a science fiction author or something and people just adopted it like a known person who did not have an alien abduction experience created that image and people who claim to have real experiences are like yeah that was it (laughs) just because osmosis (laughs) told them that's what aliens just and they kind of uh, address it in this movie they remove the 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 um briefly the alien masks look like shit in this movie and they remove one partially at the end and reveal that they are in fact masks they only yeah. had like the budget. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. For they look like kind of balloons. That part of the face. Yeah. It's weird because like yeah. the other the, the the gray aliens when they show them like in the kind of 
party scene <laughs> look like those uh, like flailing arm guys yeah, from the, like, oh, the yeah. car wash. Yeah, the, the car the wash deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, the wacky. In slow motion. They look like arm. they're just kind of floating around like fucking balloons. Yeah. You know, they're just kind of like. Well, it's also they just uh, have know. like props from the movie just sitting out. They like have straight up masks from the little blue doctors just yeah. sitting next to them and they don't explain it. I mean, none of um, it is explained, but the thing that yeah. I explain is that if you think about it, that Christopher Walken uh, did too much edibles and that's what keeps happening, it makes perfect sense. Chris, like he gets, Sarah, I would totally give you a point. He gets way too <laughs> Whatever high, happened. And then that, because yeah. I mean, I've, we've all been there probably. And oh, yeah. I didn't get abducted by aliens. I'm there right now. I turned into a crab. <laughs> so I could totally see how if you get too high, then you think that you were abducted by aliens. Yeah, Sarah had oh, a crab dream. She yeah. turned into a crab. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, it, 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 I mean, when I watched it, I was like, okay, well, he's definitely hallucinating. I mean, like, and he even tries to talk himself into that. It was just hallucinating, but like, I don't know. I mean, like the, the, there's, so there's two different types of aliens. There's a little dwarf three. people. There's three. The three oh, that's, excuse me. Right. Three types of aliens. Um, he doesn't seem to remember any sort of ship. He just goes into like a white light and then he's in this little chamber mm-hmm. and they're all just kind of dancing, I guess. Um, yeah. Uh, there's they, a lot they of a high five and yeah. oh yeah uh, I guess the three types are the ones that I call the little blue Doctor Who aliens um, the yeah. greys and for those who don't know what greys are they're the classic alien big eyes big head that thing the, big the black Roswell eyes on a big head and the Roswell yeah. guy and then there's some that look like praying mantises just straight up look like praying mantises but they show up sporadically that is never know. explained well, it's, it's oh like, and there's all they do employ a robot but it's like not it's a, like the shittiest robot ever it's also like it's not a robot it looks like a toy it looks like a little wind up like it, there are things it that does. happen in this movie it's like I, I would say that it's bad, but it's so inane and strange and absurd, the choices that are made, that it's hard to understand, like, I, is this a comedy or is this a horror film? Like, where what would you guys call this thing? There's a lot of, there's a lot of ripping off, particularly um, Close Encounters of the Third Kind and Poltergeist. I think those hmm. two movies get ripped off quite a bit in this. I think it is intended yeah. to be kind of a horror movie. But it's I like, would agree. But it's I hard mean, to like it's, take it's it kinda straight. Unsettling, you is know? the thing. It's hard to just like take the film straight yep. because it's so weird. Um, and do you think that's because we're so far removed from that trend of alien abduction and stuff? Like we like we just don't hear these stories as much anymore. You know, you, they're just not as. Po- or at least maybe they're just not as popular yeah, as Yeah, the lamestream media covered them up. <laughs> <laughs> That's That's right. well, like, if you hear about stuff now, like alien invasion stuff, like what you hear about now are like reptilians or like ancient aliens, like the TV show Ancient Aliens, which makes it popular but also silly. Like for some reason, like just like you said, like at the time there's like a pop sci thing where people were doing regression therapy where they would remember things from their past. And there was a whole whole slew of these things where people were like, oh, I saw Satanists. Um, I was abused as a child. Yeah. There's an alien t- abducting me, and the um, weird past life shit that people yeah. claim they were somebody. Oh else. yeah. 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 Shirley MacLaine, I think, was making a lot of claims at the time that she was like a reincarnated yeah. somebody or other. But that was like the prime like time for that, like yeah. the the late '70s and the like the through the '80s until the '90s. But I think like since technology has changed. They've had to go back to like the ancient alien style shit where there's no proof that something didn't happen because now everybody has a cell phone. Yeah. Like there's like forensics and stuff. Like if you said you were abducted by an alien, they could very quickly prove that you were like yeah. hanging out on the drive through at Jack in the Box, like ordering food and you weren't like in a spaceship. <laughs> Yeah, right. I mean, at least it, in the communion, at least, when he goes back into the alien party or whatever, uh, at least he brings a video camera this yeah. time. I'm like, that'll help. And then he just hands it to the alien. It's like, sorry, I didn't mean to bring this. I don't know what I was thinking. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, that would, if I saw an alien or something alien-like, yeah, I first thing I'm going to do is pull out my goddamn cell phone and snap, take a picture, because... <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want to make sure I'm not hallucinating. Yeah. I'm, somebody yeah. else is seeing this. Because that would be my first instinct if I saw anything close to this. Be like, yeah. I must be hallucinating. Yeah, you break I, out I've a cell be. phone. Just Somebody put a cell phone at it and record. Just anybody can break out a cell phone. Yeah. 
I don't know. It's yeah. like all this stuff is funny because it used to be like even going back to something like an older like alien abduction thing like signs. Like they made a big deal in signs about found footage stuff and it all looks like shit because of the time period. But if you were watching it now, everything would be like an HD Apple phone. Like it would sure, look better yeah, than whatever 4K, they're actually yeah. filming the rest of the movie with, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah um and and that's why I, I i very this movie's very confusing to sort of follow because it's edited really strange too so yeah. like there's this whole sequence where walken and um kraus are in the elevator they're in an argument they get out of the arg- uh, elevator continue the argument and then just go back in the elevator and go up yeah. i don't know if that was a budgetary thing i mean it seems like this was all done pretty quickly because I, I felt the same way with that end sequence that Zach brought up where they're kind of philosophizing at, into the camera at a museum. Like, I almost thought, like, did somebody had to go home for lunch and we just couldn't get the two shots, so we're just going to put them like this and pretend like they're talking to I the mean, camera? I don't know. It, it was just weird. It's possible. Like, looking quickly looking at this director's other stuff, like, before he did this, he did a <laughs> lot of really bizarre, like, Howling movies and A Breed Apart, um, The Beast Within, which is known for being another sort of I like... Was, uh, I almost... I I I uh, was gonna throw together a quiz of which of these titles from this director is real and which did I make oh, up. Oh, uh, sorry, guys. Well, the, it would have been unfair because I've seen some of these. Like the Beast Within was another movie where it was the entire movie was predicated on the ending transformation where a guy turns into a monster, which was also uh, Howling Two and Howling Three. Whole movies predicated on the person's changing into yeah. a monster. Howling Two was. One of the ones that I, I had on the list, but it's a gimme because I think a lot of people know about Howling 2, subtitle, Your Sister is a Werewolf. It's, um, it's an Australian one, right? But uh, I don't know. I've heard it's legendarily bad. Like, I've heard it's a good, bad movie for the ages. Like, people mm. love I've heard that I've never seen I it. I actually, though. I haven't seen it either, um, but I have a memory of my mom being pissed when we watched it. I remember that. <laughs> Why was she pissed? It, I think it was because she liked the <laughs> howling and she mad? got pissed about howling too. I just remember she was like, I don't like this movie. It's bad. Uh, so what I want to always disappoint. There's a couple things I want to point out in this guy's filmography. Uh, his first movie is just called Swastika, which is great. Um, it's a documentary. Uh, he's got par- I, I noticed there's a trend. There's a trend in his filmography too. I did kind of browse his uh, yeah. filmography. There is a there's a trend. Pterodactyl Women from Beverly Hills is a great title. Um, also great title. Uh, the Gertrude Stein mystery or some like it art, which I don't know what that could be about. But the one, <laughs> the movie that I want to focus on, is called Snide and Prejudice. Uh, the cover also has like a picture of like Hitler and a, a, a swastika on it. I'm just going to briefly read you this synopsis, okay? <clears throat> this is according to Wikipedia, Snide and Prejudice. At a mental institution, the resident physician, Dr. Cohen, encourages his patients who believe they are important Nazi figures to act out their fantasies. The therapy sessions show Hitler consolidating his power by assembling his gang of supporters. However, they are interrupted at times once because because Davidson's uniform is at the dry cleaners and another time because a patient who believes he is Picasso interrupts a session. And that's Snide and Prejudice. Is that the whole what? movie? That is the synopsis what? on Wikipedia. It has 6.8 wow. stars on IMDb. IMDb doesn't have real numbers. Okay. It's fine. They, they, when, okay. you, when you see the percentages on IMDb, it, it it's usually like bad. three people could have done it. Yeah. I am pleased to tell you that Jeffrey Combs of Reanimator is in the film. And also the guy who played Robert the Bruce in Braveheart plays Adolf, the patient who thinks he's Adolf Hitler. Angus McCabe? Are, are you yeah. kidding? No, wow. I am not kidding. Oh my wow. god. Are you guys going to huh. have to watch this that- one? Oh my god, I, this movie, I don't know. I mean, holy I, shit, this movie is like a who's who of famous people. Mick wait, Fleetwood Mick is in Fleetwood this? Is in it? Brian James, like the guy who is the bad, like shooty shooty, like android from Richard Blade Mole? Runner. Richard Mole, Bull's in this movie. Joseph, the, the both Bottoms wow. brothers. Both Bottoms brothers? 
Oh, there. Joseph and Sam Bottoms. I think these guys might be related. Yeah. So. Bizarre. That, that is a that is the strangest plot synopsis to like a Twilight Zone episode I've ever heard. I mean, that's what it kind of sounds like is like a weird Twilight Zone episode. Uh, and and honestly, so does communion to yeah. be told so i yeah. mean he's got a type i guess um yeah i i, I it, this this i i this movie's very strange even in the, the some of the choices they make as i was yeah. saying in the editing it's it's sort of frenetic and it just kind of cuts you off and leaves you in the middle of a scene and right. then we'll go back into another scene and and, and and it's not served well by 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 uh walkins by krauss's performance in this it's not that she's bad it's just that like I said, like you were attention earlier, she's got two notes. She's either overly casual about everything, uh, or extremely angry. Yeah. Um, yes. Like she's she's they, they, Yeah, I mean, she fucking loses it at him at that Halloween thing. Yeah. You know, and she, if if I were if I were my wife going through this, I would be real more concerned than angry. But she seems more like pissed off that she's like not a part of this vision she or whatever. Well, yeah, to be, she's, um, you know, like Sarah said with the whole thing where it's kind of uh, as if uh, as if he's like had too strong of an edible. It seems completely reasonable that his wife could be angry or really loving at the same time because we've all been there. You've been a little too out of it and you suddenly can't order a Jack in the Box and you're like, I just want chicken fingers. I don't know the questions. Fries! Fries! Anyway, yeah, it's uh, (laughs) it's uh, yeah, and that's why I, 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 it's, it's, the notes aren't very helpful for that too. Yeah. Um, it's hard for me to beat up on little kid performances, you know, despite what we did with Bugsy were, Malone. Yeah. But but the, the little kid was was tough to watch. You could tell he he was. <laughs> there were a couple was, parts where it was like uh, yeah. a genuine little kid moment. Like there was a part after there's a part where he thinks he sees a spider, and then like I don't know, Walkin comes in and they're like play a fun family game and like whatever, it's fine. And then at the end of the scene, there's a shot of the kid being like. I, I wasn't. I think maybe what I what I saw was was it a spider, and it was clearly <laughs> just the kid being a kid, and it was like, yeah, that's what kids are like. I mean, that yeah. was a that was not a performance. Well, I I love um, Lindsay Krauss, by the yeah. way. I loved one of the scenes with the child where like the the Russian man had just had a bad night, and it's breakfast, and the Russian man's like, we need to go home. And the adults are having a real conversation, and the kid just pipes up and says, "Like, come on, Jerry, come on, come on, Jerry, we gotta stay, Jerry." Doesn't he say like, "Give me a break" or something? Give me that's a break, like, Jerry. Like something that's to- and, totally like yeah. inappropriate for a child to say yeah. to an adult, like during an adult conversation. Okay, I want to go home. I'm sorry, I I'm not angry. I can't explain. Come on, Alex, give me a break. After after Christmas. You know, they're going out for a walk. There's a lot of that in this movie. Um, but they and Walken kind of collapses with a headache or whatever. And and Walken's like, I got to go. And, and the little kid's such a little shit about it where he's just like, come on, you're fine, dad. Let's go. Come on. <laughs> you know, I'm an easy coach. You know, I got to send this one out. Come on, dad. Just, let's go. I don't feel good. Dad, let's go. My head hurts. It's behind. Daddy, you're OK. Now let's go. What's the matter? You've got a little mark there, a little... Dad, let's go. Bite or something, spider bite. Daddy, come on. Does it hurt when I press it? Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. Dad. Go ahead. I have to go home. Hey, wait for, wait a second. It's like a little you know, child version um, of the great Santini. Like, come on, Dad, cry a few, cry a few, Dad. Walk with your son. Uh, Lindsay Krauss briefly uh, is. I recognized her primarily because she has a recurring role on the fourth season of Buffy, but she was in a lot of stuff back in the seventies, and was David Mamet's wife, and is the mother of Zosha Mamet of Girls. Didn't oh, know that. I so. didn't know that, but I also I know I recognize her from Slapshot. Um, yeah, I think yeah. she's Paul Newman's ex-wife. In well, like two, two years later, two or three, no, not more than that. A couple years later, she was in the movie The Arrival, another alien invasion movie with Charlie Sheen. Charlie Sheen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, yep. I have a feeling you can't Charlie really... Sheen with a lot of the Charlie Sheen eyebrow in that movie. Yeah. Well, I feel like Is you can't really lot? blame her for her action in this just because I have a feeling that 
the director probably was not supporting both actors equally. My, probably not. That, oh, that'd I be completely my, agree. Yeah. Like, I have to imagine he was like, all right, Christopher Walken, do whatever you want. And Christopher Walken has, like, such a weird, nuanced performance. Like, when he's, like, in the regression thing, he, like, touches his head in a weird way where he's like, I don't like this. What's happening? Where am I? And he's, like, doing big hand gestures, but hand gestures that don't belong in everyday life. It's the sort of stuff you'd see on stage at, like, 20 feet away, not stuff right next to you. It's weird. It's always struck me about Walken. He moves. I mean, he's a famous. He's famously a dancer, uh, and it's always struck me that he kind of moves like that. You know, everything's very like kind of smooth. You know, he just kind of shimmies his way into things. You know, like um, you know, even the 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 aliens. He's sort of getting down with their little dance party or whatever. <laughs> he like um, glides and, in and he's very one. fluid with his movement. <laughs> yeah, he just kind of just floats along. You know, and he does that throughout the movie. I, even when he's got his, you know. Sunday best on with the bag. He's going to go confront the aliens with his camera. And, uh, you know, he's just kind of bouncing his way out. Of yeah, there, he's singing, you know? putting and on it, the Ritz because. Yeah. Uh, and his wife just let him go, to go, which is like weird to me. Like he's acting super weird. I, I, he leaves and he doesn't like he just says he's going out. Yeah, right? Somebody when he leaves. Yeah. If somebody came in and he full says he's suit, getting a pack of cigarettes. Yeah. He says yeah. he's getting a pack of cigarettes. The classic yeah. your dad's never coming yeah. home line. But it looks like he's in and a suit. I was like, says, he's going to kill himself. After he leaves, after he leaves, she says, you don't smoke. Like she wait. He says, I'm going for a pack of cigarettes. Clearly a lie based on their previous conversation. Cause he like, didn't say that immediately. And, he, they never and then after he leaves, before. she says, you don't smoke. Yeah. That's yeah. It's, that's she that's, says uh, you don't smoke. Yeah. Like that's he like the smoke. weird, like eighties thing where it's like, so, it's sort of like, um, in John Hughes movies where they have the setup to a, joke where the the whole setup and the action of the joke is you say something inappropriate and then they cut away before anyone has to deal with responsibilities in this one the guy says the thing leaves and then the person's left and then they say the thing that they would normally have said in person but they can't say it in person because this is the 80s and there's a weird way in which the rhythm of comedy and conversation happens it makes no sense i agree with you point for zach this movie has dumb dialogue even more strange <laughs> okay, Zach gets a point from Bora. Um, I, uh, I and then even stranger after the whole, you know, alien dance party when he comes home and she's waiting there with their son and everyone's just like, oh hi honey, how's work? You know, well, how you doing? Mm-hmm. Cool, great. You know, everything work out? Oh yeah, yeah. I think I uh, think I talked to him and uh, we we settled on on where we're at. And I think I'm gonna write a book about it. And she's like I said, very casual. Yeah. About. Yeah, a lot of it. There's a point where, like, she just comes to accept that the aliens are are real. Like over the therapy sessions, like she's like, yeah, these are, this is really happening. I guess the hypnosis triggers her to be like, okay, this is real. But man, I don't know. She's more. She's equally angry. I think about him getting scared by a girl in a Halloween mask. And him sh- almost shooting her with his shotgun. The levels of anger are roughly the same. Yeah. And I want to that 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 scene with the mask. A the mask is like really detailed. Like the mouth moves, the mandible moves, and this girl like set up this whole trap to scare this kid. And he's also frightened by it. And when it has the response that the girl clearly wanted, not only is she like, oh. Everybody in the entire, like, apartment building is like, what the fuck, man? (laughs) Whitley, what the fuck? (laughs) Yeah, come on, man. She's just trying to scare you. What are you doing screaming? Yeah. You know, yeah. I I, I had a feeling, like, what they were going for was, like, he was having a flashback or something, and it was supposed to be way scary. But the thing is, is I totally agree with you, because there's there's no heightened or lowered level with Walken's performance. It's just, oh, the whole way through. So when he starts freaking out and screaming at the child, you're like, oh, I mean, that's what he was doing two minutes ago. There's nothing different here. As opposed to uh, and, like, and it doesn't just seem like normal behavior from this guy because he sort of acts like that all the time. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, uh, I was hot. I was hot. I was writing. I was ready to write. I'm hot. Get up. I'm cooking. I'm cooking. I'm on a roll. What's the matter with you? It's like the whole movie is just him yelling and saying weird shit. Yeah, he just goes. Yeah. He's the kind of guy who goes to bedroom bed with his wife and he puts his glasses on upside down and he's like, "Honey, say something dirty. Say erection." <laughs> it's like, 
And she's she's like, I'll never say it. And he thinks that's hilarious. <laughs> Classic. I wonder if that was fuck. I wonder if any of that was written or if it was just like improv stuff where Philip Moore is like, oh, walking, put the glasses on upside down. It'll it'll inform what you're doing. It seems like a lot of this dialogue was kind of improvised, right? It sort of seems like Walken's just riffing most of the time. Like, it it does seem sort of, like, off the cuff. I mean, there's so many scenes that contribute nothing to the story. Like, I mean, I, I said earlier, and I stand by it, that there are parts when he's, like, playing family man where he seems charming enough. Like, I buy it, which is a big thing for Walken, who's notoriously kind of a, a you know, his career has leaned towards him being kind of a creepy weirdo. But I think he does, like, he pulls off the charisma of a dad when he's, like, being with his kid and stuff pretty well, like, when they're riding bikes and stuff like that. Um, but there's so many scenes that contribute nothing. Like, from the very beginning, I was confused. So I, for the first ten minutes, I was like, I don't know what this movie is. Because it starts with him doing, goofing off and writing, and then it quickly is like, there's a... There's a fire and the fireman comes over and there's a comedy scene where they're like, we're going to charge you $200. Uh, and then it's like, right, cause it seems like he's done this before. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, I had no idea what the fuck was supposed to be going on for the first 10 minutes of this movie. He's like, let your wife do the cooking or something also. Yeah. Let your wife cook. <laughs> this movie starts and just goes and you don't know what's happening until you're suddenly there and you're like oh I guess this is a movie with aliens and Christopher Walken's shooting a that's shotgun that's basically all that we like because I had never seen it before and neither had Chris but we no, wanted I'd, to watch an, I'd seen it I'd seen it oh you had seen it yeah I, I remembered this one that's why oh. I suggested it because it was okay. just so strange well I thought you hadn't seen it I hadn't seen it but we wanted to watch another like weird alien one because Fire in the Sky was like such an utter disappointment and this one definitely, uh, once I was like, yeah, this is a guy who's way too high and he continually gets way too high and has the same like hallucination, but his wife totally goes with it. And it's fucking weird because she's like, if it was me, I'd be way pissed. Like, like as pissed as like the Halloween shit, but it. It just, like, she doesn't get mad again, and then they go to the therapy thing, and then the group therapy session is weird because they're, like, everybody in there is weird. Like, oh, he's a writer. Is he here to spy on us? And it's just, like, it makes no sense. But it's really weird. There's a woman... There's a woman in the group therapy session who seems to maybe be played for comedy. She has, like, kind of a silly voice, and she's like, I disagree with that. I'm a victim. And, like, the comedy there is, like, I didn't agree to be anally probed, which is like, yeah, that's (laughs) that's not great. Yeah. Yeah, it's also... it's I'd it's, call that a victim. It's weird that you bring that up, because it's also, like, at the end of the movie, when he comes to terms with the aliens, I just have issues with, like, what was happening, what was going on with, like, the the them going outside on the roof, and then them on the street, and there's this, like, this helicopter shot that's, like, zipping away from him into the distance. But in all of this, like, if he's coming to terms with all this, they've told them that they're gonna come back for his kids. You've seen that the aliens are stealing children from people. The lady says it in the thing. She's like, they stole my baby. And he knows that the aliens are gonna be sexually assaulting his child. I don't understand why he's okay with any of this. I don't understand how it's a calm, it's, uh, easygoing ending. Except the things you can't control. Classic <laughs> <AA>. <laughs> the kid doesn't even want to go the kid's like asleep happily asleep in his bed they grant him up and then there's nothing out there and the kid's like i'm out of here well the- mom is like no 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 you've got to stay here and then it does a weird cutaway back to uh whitley writing and it cuts to the back to the helicopter shot on the roof. Roll credits. Well, he touches uh, an alien face that comes like gently caresses an oh, alien face yeah. that yeah. comes into the scene. That's and right. then credits. Yeah. There's yeah, a couple in, things. In a quasi romantic way. It's weird. Yeah. The kid is like right. the kid is of the opinion. He says that the aliens look ugly, but inside they're soft and perfect. Um, <laughs> oh. He also you don't want to hear a child uh, say that. But doesn't he uh, say that they're nice? Like they were nice to him? They kind of scare me. 
Kind of. Well, not totally. They're ugly and that's scary, but inside, they're all sort of soft and perfect. Like that poem. Something like that. He has a weird uh, relationship. I don't know what... They don't show him with the aliens ever, so it's unclear. Um, And then the other thing uh, I briefly wanted to mention is I... uh, Something Sarah said, if I could give her a point, I would. I guess I'll give it to Chris by proxy. Um, The idea, The idea that these are like high thoughts that this guy had and just like is running with is very apt because there's a lot of times in this movie where they're like saying things you'd say if you were mega high, like, man... The aliens are just seeing the first episode of the honeymooners because of how light years work, man. And then they're like, what if the aliens guided evolution? No, wait, no, wait. What if the afterlife is us becoming the aliens, man? It's like so well, what if what if the aliens are God, man? It's like all the many faces of God. Hey, man, oh, it's not that yeah. this is just it the would have been surface a lot you're showing us, man. There's this deeper alien. It's just a box within a box within a box, man. The aliens are us from the future. That's the one that I'm subscribing to now. Mm-hmm. Coming back, right? Yeah, they're the they're the higher evolved versions. It's it's the it's not quite Planet of the Apes, but close to it. You know, it's they're close to it. We just uh, divulge into you know, as Zach said, little you know, Centaurians or whatever they are. Um, yeah, it, it 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 it's a weird movie. I mean, like Sarah, my Sarah, when she was watching it, she was utterly lost. She was with you, Zach. She was just like, "Is anything going to happen in this movie?" <laughs> um, you know, and. And then it does, and then she's like, what? And then, like, the whole gun thing happens, and you hear a gunshot, and I really thought, like, oh, fuck, this movie just took a really dark turn. Um, and and then it just goes back to, you're fucking crazy, and we're going to put yeah. you into therapy with some, you know, and put you... And, and then you can tell that the hypnosis... I mean, that to me, the fact that the hypnosis, he's remembering stuff there, is a dead giveaway. He's adding more details. You know, he's adding more bullshit to whatever fever dream he had over a bad acid trip or whatever yeah um back in the day they just always thought that stuff was like like, they thought that stuff was um just true they thought it was like like a lie detector test like that's also not an accurate gauge of anything so people gave way too much to the whole like regression I think that's part of why that was one of the things that made me so angry in fire in the sky as soon as they brought out the lie detector test i'm like nope this is fake science like yeah, I got I got mad, but uh, yeah, I I, I love there. They always say that that he always says, "Well, I pass a lie detector test, so tell me I'm lying." You know, like, well, okay, you know, let's relax there. Yeah, um, yeah it, it's anyway. It, it movies like that because because I'm such a skeptic about aliens. It's not that I don't accept the possibility of alien life. That seems probably more than likely. But visiting here. Uh, Do you no, just think no, that they're not as into anal it. probing I mean, as no. most people seem to think they are? That they wouldn't go across an entire galaxy and then be completely befuddled by what could be in the lower GI tract of a human? You know what I mean? That part was so I, weird, too, when he's at the doctor's office, and then he kind of says that, like, on his way out. And then we're like, like, I think we kind of expected it, but then we were like, what? Like... And then the whole, like, the White Christmas scene where he's like, oh, are, are we getting ready to sing White Christmas? And uh, the the thing, they pull the thing out of the wall and it gets really fucking weird. Yeah, it's like, that's that's not slang I've ever heard for being anally probed. But now that's like, the slang no. we are using for being anally probed. Not that we I have, not that we have to say that very much. Just to be clear, yeah, they they, they are uh, technologically. Uh, it seems like a, a race that can travel light years extremely quickly and levitate things up to their ship and make people forget and mind control doesn't need to literally stick a probe into somebody to discover what's going on. I mean, you know what would be more useful? Like, just steal a body or kill somebody and just cut them on open. Figure well, it out. Did, like, the thing where he, like, like was, like, touching his, like, yeah. head and so yeah. it was unnecessary, unnecessary yeah. anal probing, I think. I mean, is it possible that yeah, he was just really fucked up and had a really good time? Or with maybe the, it was a yeah. Maybe it's a social really custom. Up. 
I think that, that Maybe, I still say that he was just way too high. And yeah, that's, that's what my, happened. My running theory is now that for aliens, the, the anal probe is not a science thing. It is a social moray on their planet. <laughs> and they think they're just like sort of being neighborly. <laughs> but they've heard that people and that's like why this, at the end of the movie. This. Yeah. Right, and that's why at the end of the movie, Zach, Walken has to show them how they greet on our planet. We do a handshake, we bow, we do a high five. You oh, know, you we, do the, you one know. of the aliens did like a too slow or some shit. Yeah, right, yeah, exactly. They, they also did the, uh, the classic uh, uh, finger, uh, the, finger turkey, yeah, right. whatever that is. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised he didn't do like the Ric Flair thing of like offering his hand and then, ooh, yeah. slow, you know, like, you know, like um yeah and, and so zach i think you might be onto something so i think i'm gonna give you a point for that because and i think I, that uh maybe that is just how they communicate in the culture and walk in instructed them that no we don't need to do it that way here we could just shake so hands. he is a hero in a way <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's the secret film the whole time it's not that uh he's he's okay with the fact his child's going to be attacked it's that he's talked them out of it He's like, no, no, that was how they used to say hello way no, back still. in ancient times. Today yeah. we do it all with hands. No white Christmas. We don't need to do that now. We've gone beyond white Christmas. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> strange. Um, yeah, and, 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 and I guess we're not surprised. This movie was not very well received. It didn't do very well. Uh, I guess nobody's really surprised by that because... Uh, if I had watched that movie in the theater, I'm walking out of that movie being like, well, that was a waste of five bucks. Um, <laughs> I got to say, I mean, so so far this round is this and Bugsy Malone. Um, uh, <laughs> I think I think Bugsy Malone as a film is better made than this in a lot of ways. Um, but I also think Sarah, Sarah, Sarah Maloff has a real golden opportunity uh, on this one. Um <laughs> Yeah, we went back and forth on a couple options, but I, I, I yeah, for for what she's gonna pick is gonna be not quite what this is. Um, but uh, yeah, so like it didn't do very well in the box office, obviously, but it has kind of re reemerged as like a kind of a cult classic. That makes sense to me because yeah. it's so strange, you know, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. so weird, you know. Well, everybody I, loves I can definitely now. see oh. eating a bunch of edibles and just yeah. blasting I, off. I wish I had watched this on edibles with Shannon. and I, I I watched it alone and sober and <laughs> I would not recommend yeah, it that right. way. I'd recommend it high high with friends. <laughs> yeah. So that that sort of so like, you know, on the flop house they have this phrase of like bad bad or good bad or just, you know, regular bad or whatever it, this is like a good bad movie you know i'll, I'll call it a good bad yeah. movie it's not good it's, it's uh, very entertaining it it's like fun to watch yeah. and definitely is gonna yeah. stick with you it's either good bad 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 or movie i kind of liked are the three categories mm-hmm. on that show um yeah yeah i mean i'd and say this I is definitely like a good too. bad movie yeah like i'm not gonna say it's better than other uh, but alien not for abduction the, not, films not but for the intention yeah yeah it's definitely not but for the intention you don't it's, like it for the reasons yeah the filmmakers it's just, wanted it's you. hilarious because it is so weird and trying to explain it to somebody else why they should watch it uh and why they should watch it high like baked as hell is another like i already did that to my coworker, and he loved every moment of it yeah, it's yeah. not a film that would stands up to close uh, speculation. <laughs> no, no, don't. Yeah, yeah. It, it, only high thoughts are welcome yeah. in this movie. Yeah, you know, maybe, don't maybe try to, I'll give it a couple yeah. few weeks or month to forget some things about this film. And then Shannon and I, one night we have nothing going on, stuck in quarantine as we will be, can grab a few mm-hmm. edibles and, and, and throw right. it Right, yeah. And then you'll be like, oh, right, I remember this part. It makes Whoa. way more sense, um, I think. It, it, could, it, could, yeah. it could make more sense. Or, or it could just put you into a full panic, but it's, it's great. <laughs> I think it's a wonderful idea. So let us know how this shotgun. goes. <laughs> singing, singing White Christmas. Um, yeah, anything could happen. It's, yeah, I mean, that's why it's, it's fun to watch movies like this. Uh, you know, these little relics that are kind of buried deep. I, I think... I've always said watching not great movies is probably a little more instructive than watching the classics. Um, not so much to um, to analyze <laughs> necessarily, yeah. but you start to learn of certain quirks and tricks that you kind of you you sort of like the movie becomes a character and you're just sort of playing along with the character, you sure. know. And so you just kind of 
get attracted to or charmed by certain quirks or idiosyncrasies of the movie. And this, is, this movie's all for it. And like I said, I think it's mostly Walken. I think he's, you know, he, he's so strange think, in this movie and intense. You know, if you, if you want to learn about movies and movie making and how it works well and how it fails, you're going to need Gallant, but you're also going to need Goofus. Mm-hmm. And we got some goofus yeah. over here to watch, uh, just to, yeah. to teach us a little something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. How it Maybe you works. should recut this one. <laughs> Look, Maybe I should. It's educational. <laughs> history ain't always pretty. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. This is yeah. definitely more goofus uh, yeah, than Gallon. I agree. Pretty. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's kind yeah, of we've I'd, set our bit on it. Do you guys have anything else to say on this one, or do you want to move into what we're gonna do next? No, we covered we covered the weird Eric Clapton '80s softcore porn music. No, I'm, yeah, I'm, and, and yeah, the, the yeah. Eric Clapton thing. Yeah, the Eric Clapton thing was the first laugh of the movie when, yeah. when Eric Clapton. Me too. Clapton's Me too. Name. I was like, holy shit. Yeah, and, and even because it's so '80s, the opening credits and it's got that like guitar, but then it says like music by Eric Clapton. I'm like, holy shit. Yeah, it's like from the time period yeah, when he was doing like can... the music for like Lethal Weapon and stuff. So it's like all that weird like '80s bluesy stuff where he's like, wow, it's just wow. completely inappropriate for what's happening. <laughs> it is. Uh, it yeah, is. I think you could probably surmise my final thoughts from what I've said about this movie so far. Uh, yeah, watch it high. It's a pretty good bad. It's weird as hell. It's funny at times unintentionally. Uh, you know, as 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 a movie that it was supposed to be a horror drama, it fails spectacularly. It like clearly rips off. Like there, there's a toy that's clearly a shitty version of the clown from Poltergeist, but it's like not scary at all. It's like mm-hmm. half-assed as hell, and all of the monsters. It's you know, it fails at what it's supposed to be, but it's delightful at what it doesn't intend to be. I feel the exact yeah. same way. I, I, I could probably agree with a. Yeah, I, I, I think I could probably agree with that. Um, I'll go my final thoughts, and we'll get to Borif and Sarah for there. Uh, final thoughts, but for me, uh, yeah, you know, the movie is not what it intended to be, um, but wasn't necessarily not worth my time. You know, like I said, history ain't always pretty, and it's good to watch movies like this, um, especially, you know, I mean, Christopher Walken has been in well over 100 movies, you know, not all of them are going to be great, you know, so like it, it's useful to watch a movie like this, and also... It is it, it is kind of right in the middle of that whole alien abduction trend that was happening throughout movies. Um, something that I've always I always get such a huge eye roll from me about, and still to this day, this movie did not change that. <laughs> However, uh, I admire this. I admire Walken a lot. He really carries this movie. You know, for, for being such all. a. For, for being such a strange movie and making him do such strange things, which he seems all too comfortable in doing. <laughs> Um, I think it's worth it. If you're a Walken fan and you haven't seen this movie, watch it because like Christopher Walken really is, is, is it will carry you through this strange movie. But again, the advisory, I wouldn't watch it sober. Um, so yeah. And then maybe you'll agree with Walken and maybe there is aliens out there and you just need to show them how to shake hands or whatever. <laughs> so yeah, that's my final thoughts. Not great, but it was, it was worth it. Yeah, um, I guess, Sarah, you can probably say your final thoughts if you want. It was amazing. Every moment was a, a joy. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, be grateful that we didn't make you watch Fire in the Sky because that was like 120 minutes of just bad. There, there was, was a lot of starch in that potato. It, a lot it, of mm. a lot of dead in that. It made me very angry. That was the thing that it made me angry. Because yeah, <laughs> it was so bad. And it for for like... Since 1993 or whenever that movie came out, I I was afraid of how maybe it was just I thought it was bad and I just couldn't remember. To be fair, like uh, I have heard multiple people who are about my age um, when we were pretty young. Apparently, Troll 2 used to run on HBO. (laughs) And there are people my age who like thought that movie when they saw it, they were very little like they'd see key scenes from it and were like, that movie's scary. Yeah. And uh, if you know anything about Troll 2, it is famously yeah. one of the funniest, stupidest bad movies ever made. They're so. eating him. They're going to eat me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, ah, there's a lot of people that I think are our age that they saw that movie when they were young because that used to play constantly on like Cinemax and HBO, like when it came after it came out. And like 
Unsolved Mysteries was on at the same time, and then the X-Files started. So that whole, like, I was like, yes, I am this, for sure I'm going to get abducted by aliens. (laughs) And that movie just made it worse. It's a good thing I didn't see this movie, like, when I was a kid. And my I asked my mom, and she said she'd never seen it. She's like, is it good? I'm like, no, don't watch it. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Yeah, I... My my thoughts on it are kind of the same. Like, it's, it's a movie to watch for just sort of bizarreness in it. Um, and it's also a movie that I think, and this is a super weird thing to say, but it's a really gifable movie. Like, Clips of this movie are hilarious if you can clip them out and just send them to people as gifts. And I think that the movie works in like non-sequenter chunks like that way better than it does as an actual film. Yeah, it's like super memeable. <laughs> yeah. And it's um, weird because I've never seen any memes I, I, of this movie before, but you totally could do it if I guess more people had seen it. Yeah, I feel like some I feel like some internet show or podcast will discover this movie some in like five years and then It'll have like a flurry of people like imitators being like communion's the weirdest movie you've never seen. Mm-hmm. And it will be our podcast. We don't have the listenership, at least not yet. That's right. Yeah. That's right. We were on the ground floor. Do you hear that? 2026 people? Yeah, we you're all right. You're all standing on our shoulders. That's how you were able to see further and farther to the comedy of this show was by standing on our hard work. <laughs> That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. See, we are the higher evolved people (laughs) of the past, you know, and you guys are still in this larvae state, you know, that's that's how you are with communion. Do you think that this we kind of talked about this with Bugsy Malone. I actually like no bullshit. I enjoyed talking about this movie with you guys more than I think I enjoyed watching it Um, because we just have to like decompress and yeah express well the strangeness that just we experience. But also when, when movies like this come out, and they scare you when you're a kid. We were talking about this a little bit with Bugsy Malone, uh, where, you know, when, you, when you're exposed to things as a kid, you're kind of inoculated with it, right? You know, if you don't have that inoculation and you watch it when you're a grown up, it is not going to have the effect that it would. Yeah, or th- exactly. Mm-hmm. I sort of think this movie wouldn't have hit the mark even if I was a kid. I think I would have. I would have been more confused. I think anything. that's probably accurate. Yeah, I can tell you that from having been a child and I seen don't think this, this movie it makes would have no done sense. <laughs> yeah, no, I remember seeing it. I remember yeah. when they advertised it, they advertised it like it was going to be like what you'd probably expect an alien abduction horror film would be. Like the guy had made like Wolfen and he made Hunger, like the writer. So I think people were thinking it was going to be like a straight movie and it's not a straight movie. It's very I silly I thought it was going to be more like Fire in the Sky, but yeah. like... I guess better. <laughs> I mean, it is way better too, just because the the only part of Fire in the Sky worth watching is like the five minutes where he's in the spaceship and like after they find him, but the rest of it is like boring, like small yeah. town, like politics nonsense. Yeah, it, it's a movie that could be ruined by YouTube. Like if that movie came out now, someone would post the one scene from the whole movie and it would just bomb at the box office because everyone would be like, no, I don't need to go see a 45 or I don't need to waste my time on that. I've yeah. already seen it. But yeah. No. Yeah. With at least communion, there's at least like four or five, maybe three minute scenes that, you know, you could clip up into YouTube that you'll get the gist <laughs> of it. Um, um, so I guess that's it for final thoughts. Let me, yep. a little bit of business before we, uh, before I launch into the third and final movie of uh, Zach Powers's significant other's choice, ladies choice. Uh, okay. So Chris Porath, you have 11 points. In the final total, you now have 12 points because Zach gave you a point for being married to Sarah, who made a good observation about everybody's <laughs> fucking stone. You'd be surprised how um, much of my life has been predicated on the exact same thing. Right. It's because I married uh, well. I so, And you only have one more bonus point to give for the last uh, for the last round. And I have 10 points. I have one more point to give. Nobody's given me any points. Boy, you guys are really sour about that whole wild did, bunch did thing. Did he say anything um, good this, this so, time? He agreed with me about no. the people you, being you, high. Do you want to give him a point? Yeah, or? I'll give I, I will give Russell a point. Yay! Thanks. Oh. Thanks for the charity point, Boraf. I appreciate it. <laughs> well, um, I mean, you you were leading thanks, us Sarah. there. That's you nice. were leading us there. I, I had a feeling yeah, something was going on. <laughs> I did. Ah. All righty. And uh, then, think- Zach Powers, you still have two bonus points to give, but you gained two more points from Boraf uh, for the nonsensical smoking alibi. Uh, and then you got a point for me because of your uh, anal probing cultural communication theory. 
Uh, so you have a whopping 14 points to allocate. We're racking at the up end to here. an episode. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I, I think it's almost impossible that I continue that raid. <laughs> yeah, it's. It, you're kind of hammering it home. Mm-hmm. So, Sarah and I have discussed what movie we are going to do, and we've gone back and forth on a couple options, but we decided. Hey, you're not supposed to have the- input. This is another. Oh, no, no. Oh, no. Putting she, your finger she's... on the scale, huh, Russell? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. No, no, no. No, no, no. See, no, no, no. I didn't, I didn't give the flat finger, but she asked me, like, okay, I'm deciding between these two movies. Which ones do you think? She went for the choice that I didn't pick because I wanted to do the other movie. So she decided in honor of the theme and, and a movie that she grew up with and wait, she wait, wait. loves and it's probably a little bit more relevant now. What's the movie that it didn't get going picked to... first? What didn't it's get It's a mad, 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 mad world. And what did get picked? What got picked was nine to five. Oh, I've never seen it, so that'll be fun. <laughs> really? Okay, yeah. good. Okay, good. Wait, um, wait. we're talking yeah. about the, the, uh, it's the a movie the Sarah Dab- kind of grew. The Dabney Coleman starring uh, Dolly, Parton. Dolly Parton and Lily Tomlin starring nine to five. You're gonna watch that. Lily after Tomlin, you watch Jane Fonda, you betcha. Communion. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good sequel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ah. So, yeah, it is. This has been a weird round. This is the weirdest round we (laughs) maybe will ever do. I would say. Uh, Yeah. Other other than like the first round where we didn't really have the the, we were still kind of nebulous in our form and format. This is by far the most disparate choice of movies you can fucking (laughs) Mm -hmm. think of. So, um, yeah. So we'll do nine to five decks. uh, And uh, my Sarah will be joining us. We have all the the ladies joining. And uh, Sarah, thank you for joining us. And thanks for the point. uh, Thank you. For recommending the very, very strange movie. It was (laughs) worth the experience because I I don't think I would have been able to experience this had somebody not forced me to. So uh, well done indeed. Everybody should see it at least once. Hi. (laughs) Put that on the cover art. Everybody should see it at least once. Yeah, see it yes. once, yes. yes. However you see it. Do see it once because just for, again... And then make sure you tell everybody else to watch it without any, like, context other than watch it high. No. Yeah, you want to, you want to, I, I, I try to go into all these movies unless I've yeah, seen it before. If, if I rewatch this with Shannon, I don't even know if she knows the basic premise. Maybe I won't even show her the cover art and I'll cool. just start don't, it. Don't, don't, it'll be way cool. funnier uh-huh. if you don't. Yeah, if there's no context for this ever turning into an alien thing before wait, they show up, that would be hilarious. You have to let me show, know, like, they have to let us no. know how that happens. When the first part when they show the alien where the face comes out, like behind <laughs> the, the closet or something, he's like, I see you, then... Then that then she'll know it's a good movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All righty. Well, I guess that will do it for communion. Uh, this has been the movie trap. We are join us next time for the final round and voting for this round, which is going to be weird to vote on. These are going to be weird movies <laughs> to compare and contrast. Um, so join us next time for nine to five uh signing off i'm going to say goodbye uh for my partner chris boroff good night and take well night, met. Crazy. shake hands yes. like a human uh and there you go right. <laughs> and for my other co-host zach powers will you say erection <laughs> 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 and I, of course, I, of course, am Russell Carlson. And uh, as we always say here on the movie trap, as we just said, but it bears repeating, Diane Ladd is too young to be Chevy Chase's mom. Here I am. I'm naked. I'm naked. I'm talking to you like you were real. Go to hell. Can we talk this over? Yeah, it looks like you're gonna sing White Christmas.